support is from TBN. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well-worn path that once felt the footsteps of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David, and Jesus. Host David Friedman and Mike Pompeo take a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the biblical highway. Experience the land of the Bible as you've never seen it. In theaters September 18th and 19th, Route 60, the biblical highway. Information at route60.movie. That's route60.movie. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends and welcome. This is an episode of A Few Minutes with God. Today we're going to talk about the promises of Christ. This is episode 269 and you can find the show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I'm so happy that you joined me today. I want to thank our sponsors who help keep us on the air. Thanks so much to Route 60, The Biblical Highway. It airs for two days only on September 18th and 19th, but not to worry. If you miss this airing um, at your local theaters, you can find out more information at route60.movie. That's R-O-U-T-E. Six zero dot m o v i e. Well, friends, we know that words have power. We know that manipulation comes from those who are good at using words, right? Words can be used for good and they can be used for evil. The value of a word depends so much on who's saying the words. Is it someone you trust and respect? Someone you hold dear? Or is it a stranger? If it's the latter, you can be sure you're going to consider the weight of those words less effective. Today, unfortunately, many of us do not give high regard to words, especially when we hear it on social media or maybe watch it on uh, television. And what has happened is there's been an erosion of trust When we see failings in others, it puts up our guard. And so we really doubt a lot of what we hear. But one of the people that we can always count on is Jesus. It might sound funny for me to call him a person, right? Because we know that Jesus is the second person of the Trinity. He is God. He is divine. Yes, but he is also man. Jesus is man and God totally. Not just half of a man or half of him God, but totally man and God. And he came into this world and lived among men. And when you think about it, it's really mind-blowing. How could the second person of the Trinity, the first is Almighty God, the second is Jesus, and the third is the Holy Spirit. But how could a divinity, if you will, 
come and live among us. Well, I believe that Jesus did this for so many different reasons, but he also did this so that he could dwell among us and teach us. Jesus was not sinful. He did not have a sinful nature. We inherited original sin, the sin of Adam and Eve, but we also have been saved from this sin by Jesus Christ. Jesus never sinned. He cannot lie. He only speaks the truth. We know that God is righteous and he does not change. We are taught he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. There is no time with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God has infinite wisdom, and God loved his creation so much that he taught and he warned us throughout all of salvation history. Every time we read the Old Testament and then we read the New Testament, we find over and over the failings of men. We find that God warned us and he consistently warns us not to sin. And what ends up happening is we fail so many times. But one of the things that never fails us and gives me so much hope is the promises that Jesus gave us that are so powerful and the promises of God the Almighty. These promises come within words, yes, but they can be used to convince and change our hearts, which is why the Holy Bible is a powerful tool. If you have not spent time in prayer and reading the Bible, if you have not spent time in quiet, if you have not spent time with the journal, I beg you to do this. We read scripture and we will be changed, but we must have an open heart to do that. What happens when Almighty God speaks a word? Well, God spoke the world into being. We read this in the Genesis account. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. We read over and over again, when God spoke, amazing things happen. One of my favorite verses, John 1, 1 through 3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Wow. Jesus is considered the Word of God made flesh, and therefore, as a second person of the Trinity, His word holds weight, and it's powerful. Therefore, we can reason, when Jesus makes a promise, we must believe it. God's promises come in the form of covenants with men. We read about the fall in the garden when our first parents failed to heed God's warning. Later, we read about God's promises to Abraham that he would enter into a covenant. And then later, we continue to read about the promises that God gave us, one, that he would send a Messiah. The problem is that we continuously turn our backs on God. You know, how could Abraham turn his back on God? God said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down 
And God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. There are so many promises there, so many more promises of God throughout the Old Testament. And yet, as I said before, time and again, they turn their backs on God. We learn through Moses, the descendants of David, and so forth. The covenant with Abraham was remembered. Yet, through all their examples, what can we learn? That men are tempted to sin and disregard the promises of God. But how do you and I think about this? How can we change for the better? How can we believe that when God speaks a word, he's speaking to us as well? And how will we respond individually and collectively as a body of Christ? How should we think about God's promises? 2 Corinthians 1, 20-22 states, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both of us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Now, does that mean that we can pray and expect to be answered? Well, we are taught that God hears our prayers, and how he hears and answers them is totally up to him. The promises of Christ are true and clear, but all is for the glory of God. And what does that mean to us? Well, we can't put God in a box. We can't expect him to work on demand, but it means that we continue on and we pray in faith. We keep reminding ourselves that God is righteous and he does care. We remind ourselves that he's warned us in so many ways in scripture, and we have example after example of the failings of those before us. We cast our worries upon the Lord. In Matthew 6, 31 through 34, we read, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink? Or, What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its very own. In this we can remember, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. While we do not put God in a neat little box, as I said before, we believe the words to be true. First, we must seek God's kingdom. We seek God's words. We seek his words and his promises. Many of you have Romans 8.28 as a life verse. 
a verse that you live your life by, and you probably have it memorized. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And you probably know Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. This week, friends, I would like you to look at the promises that God gave us. Promises such in the verses of Romans 8.28 and Philippians 4.13. This week, list them. List the scriptures that resonate with you and will sustain you through this life. It helps to memorize them and remind yourselves when you're feeling low or feeling down or feeling disappointed that something didn't work out, that God's promises are true. Jesus is righteous. He came to free us from sin. He came to open up the gates of heaven. And we, those of us who are Christian, who profess the Christian faith, will be persecuted as he has been. Please, friends, write these down, memorize them, and bring them into your hearts. We are not alone. God has promised us everlasting life, and I believe it. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com, and your podcast page on afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.